Welcome to Mandarin from the Ground Up, where we learn to speak Mandarin by speaking Mandarin. This is Lesson 12. Today, I want to tell you about how this podcast started. But first, I think there's something I should acknowledge, which is that I'm not a native speaker of Mandarin Chinese. So, how is it? That I ended up making a podcast teaching people Mandarin? And should I be making a podcast teaching people Mandarin? I think to decide how to answer those questions, we have to go back about 12 years to when I was about to finish college in the US and hadn't yet learned a single word of Mandarin. Back then, learning Chinese was just an idea I had in my head. It had been planted there a long time before that, but I never really took it seriously. For one thing, it sounded hard. And for another, I didn't even know where I would start. In my mind at the time, learning a language was something you did in school, and I had studied French in high school and picked computer science as my major in college, not Chinese. But then, something changed. As I thought about my whole life stretching out ahead of me, unplanned, I panicked. I thought that if I didn't do something, I would fall into a trance and wake up one day, a retired 65-year-old with four decades of monotonous work behind me. Suddenly, learning a language seemed like a lifeline, even a calling. So I imagined a different kind of life, spending my 20s and 30s traveling the world, a life full of adventure, moving from place to place, mastering a new language every couple years. So after graduation, I went to China and enrolled in language classes. Then I ran up against reality. Learning Chinese was way harder than I expected. After a year of study, I could still barely even hold a simple conversation, and my bank account was pretty much empty. I felt pretty defeated when I went back home and got a job, and I was pretty close to giving up on ever learning Chinese. I started to think, maybe I just wasn't talented enough, or smart enough. Maybe some people have the language talent, and I just wasn't one of them. That was about when a friend introduced me to a blog called All Japanese, All the Time. It tells the story of an American who got fluent in Japanese in 18 months, and he shares a lot of the lessons that he learned on the way. He talks a lot about motivation and mindset, and this gave me a different way of thinking about learning languages. Up until that point, I had been studying Chinese the same way I had learned to approach anything in school. The thing the blog helped me see was that I had been doing pretty much everything except the one most important thing actually talking to people. Even when I was in China, I had still surrounded myself with English speakers. I had read English books, watched English movies, I might as well have just stayed home. So, after getting inspired by this blog, I tried again, with a different approach. I was still in the US, but as much as I could, I turned my life into the life of a Mandarin speaker. I still read whatever I felt like, but only if it was in Chinese. I still watched TV after work, but always in Chinese. And I still hung out with friends, but mostly the ones who spoke to me in Mandarin. And this actually worked. My Chinese really started getting better. I started speaking confidently to my Mandarin-speaking friends, who more and more saw me as one of them. Another person who speaks Mandarin, who thinks in Mandarin. After several years, being a speaker of Mandarin had become a part of my identity. And then, a strange thing happened. Most of my Mandarin-speaking friends at the time happened to be exchange students from Taiwan, and some of them were pretty homesick. 
After spending enough time with them, I started to feel homesick too. Homesick for a place I barely even knew. So I decided to quit my job as a programmer and move to Taiwan, where I could live among Mandarin speakers as a Mandarin speaker. I've been in Taiwan ever since, and speaking Mandarin has come to feel like second nature. This is one thing that I learned from this experience. A lot of people think the hard part about learning Chinese is just that. It's hard. It's complicated. But that's kind of missing the point. The real challenge in learning a language is finding a way to make it fun enough, or interesting enough, that you want to keep going, despite its being hard. I like to think of that as the meta-challenge of language learning. Over the years, I've had friends and family members show interest in learning to speak Mandarin. I've tried to teach them the same way I was eventually able to learn. By just talking with them. Letting our conversation be a safe place for them to try new things. To imitate and to explore the language. And I know it's worked when I hear them say things like, Hey, it's not that hard. I want people who listen to Mandarin from the ground up to experience what it's like to start learning a language by feel. I want to encourage people to develop their speaking intuition. I'm doing pretty much all of this myself so far, including the voice acting. I check all of my dialogues with native speakers before I record to make sure they're natural, and afterwards to make sure that my pronunciation is on point. But I'm still learning as I go, too. For instance, the original dialogues in this podcast were adapted from conversations I've had with a student of mine. At first, the characters of Aming and Xiaoli hadn't appeared yet. I've only realized during these last few episodes that there might be an ongoing story, and I'm still figuring out the details. If you've been following since episode 8, you know that Aming and Xiaoli have just carried out their plan to drive to a Korean restaurant. Well, in this episode, they're finally sitting down to order, but now the restaurant has been transformed into a Taiwanese restaurant. And you might notice a few other incongruous things too, but I won't spoil it too much because noticing is half the fun. The point is, I'm looking forward to continuing the story, and I'm happy to have you along for the ride. So, without delaying any further, let's hear the dialogue. This is 我们快点点菜吧! Dowler,好,菜单呢?菜单在这里,看你想吃什么。呃,怎么了? 我不知道。没关系。还是我帮你点好了。好,谢谢。不客气。Here's the translation. 到了。好饿。We're there. So hungry. 到了。好饿。我也是。Me too. 我也是。Let's hurry up and order. Okay, and the menu? Here's the menu. See what you want to eat. 
看你想吃什么。呃呃呃，怎么了 ？Something wrong？ 怎么了？我看不懂。I can't understand this. 我看不懂。哦、oh, ，你看不懂中文字。Oh, you don't understand Chinese characters. Oh, 你看不懂中文字。对呀、啊，还是看不太懂。Yeah, I still can't really understand them. 对呀、啊，还是看不太懂。那我帮你来。Then I'll help you. Come on. 那我帮你来。这个是饭。This one is rice. 这个是饭。这边是青菜。This side is vegetables. 这边是青菜。然后这边有汤。And then this side has soup. 然后。这边有汤，看你要哪一个。Depends which one you want. 看你要哪一个。我不知道。I don't know. 我不知道。没关系，还是我帮你点好了。No problem. How about I just help you order? 没关系。还是我帮你点好了。好，谢谢。Okay, thanks. 好，谢谢。不客气。Don't mention it. 不客气。So there are just a few things that I can't resist pointing out in this dialogue. In the second line, we heard Amin say, 我们快一点点菜吧。So we see the 点 twice in a row. 快一点点菜。But the meaning of both of them is actually completely different. The first one is part of the phrase "kuai idian," which is faster. Let's hurry up. And the second one is part of "dian cai," which is to order food, literally order vegetables. Dian cai. Later on, Xiao Li says, "Hai shi kan bu tai dong." So we saw "kan bu dong" is to not be able to understand or not be able to read. "Kan bu tai dong." Putting that "tai," which is the word for too much, in there, it kind of makes it like I can't really read. I can't really quite understand. Can bu tai dong, and hai shi is like it's still the case that. So it's still the case that I can't really read. Hai shi can bu tai dong, and the last thing is towards the end we have Aming say, "Hai shi, wo bang ni dian hao le." There's the hai shi again. It's sort of a feeling like Aming was considering whether to let Xiaoli order, and in the end, he decided that it would be better if he helped Xiaoli order. So, 还是 I'll help you. 还是我帮你 And then at the end, there's the 好了 which is also like I've made a decision. I think it should be like this. I think I'll actually just help you order. 好了还是我帮你点好了 Okay, now it's your turn to repeat what you hear. 到了，好饿。到了，好饿。
我们快一点点菜吧。好，菜单呢？好，菜单在这里。菜单在这里。看你想吃什么？看你想吃什么？ 呃，呃，怎么了？怎么了？我看不懂。我看不懂。哦，你看不懂中文字。哦，你看不懂中文字。对呀，还是看不太懂。对呀，还是看不太懂。那我帮你来。那我帮你来，这个是饭，这个是饭，这边是青菜，这边是青菜，然后这边有汤。然后这边有汤，看你要哪一个，看你要哪一个，我不知道，我不知道，没关系，还是我帮你点好了。没关系，还是我帮你点好了。好，谢谢。好，谢谢。不客气。不客气。Thanks for listening to Mandarin from the Ground Up. If you're learning Mandarin and listening to this podcast, I'd like to know more about you. Of course. I appreciate honest reviews on iTunes. Or you can email me at hello at mftgu.com. That's hello at mftgu.com. I'd love to hear what your own Mandarin journey has been like so far, what stage you're at, where in the world you are, and what part of the podcast you find most useful. And of course, if you have any requests or there's something Mandarin from the ground up could be doing differently to help you out even more, I'd love to hear that too. So drop me a line.
After all, the internet's only cool when it connects people. 